we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. As you, Livingston. River Valley. Snelling. Hopeton. It's almost festa season. Oh. Yeah. All of the little communities up and down. The 99 and the I-5 here in the County of Mercy. Oh. Saturday. Saturday morning, April 15th, 2023. That's right, the bonus half hour. I think we have enough time to get it in the can, as we say. Oh, I already played that song. I played that one already. Let's do something else. You know, Luna has a staff. I guess it all queued up for him. Uh, that's a good song, isn't it? I think I like that song. Let's go forward a little bit there. I think this is the, uh, it's the instrumental version, but what the heck? I can sing along. Hey, uh, so happy to have you here with me in the bonus half hour. That's right, 9 a.m. is our bonus half hour. The extra half hour they give us. Once in a while, here to come to you with all of the relevant things uh, that I think you should know about. We've uh, talked about so many things in the 8 a.m. hour, which uh, if you ever want to go back and listen to those, you just go to 1480kyos.com. Go to the podcast banner, and there they all are. We do have a little problem with the last five weeks, though, I have to say. We're trying to trying to get those uh, loaded quickly. I uh, had hoped to have that done last weekend, but uh, this weekend for sure, Rocky. For sure, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. You ever watch the old Rocky Bowl? It's uh, funny. Uh, what will we talk about? We've talked about so many things. Talked about Measure C. We ended up with our uh, 8 a.m. hour talking to Mayor Murphy. Excuse me, former former Mayor Murphy. And uh, they've, uh, they've got a citizens group. It's a Safer Merced. Uh, citizens for a Safer Merced. A big group that uh, has got together the who's who of Merced. Kicked it off last Thursday down there at uh, City Hall. Uh, in front of the uh, the beautiful City Hall building over there, across from the UC Merced building. I don't think there's anybody working there. It looked pretty, looked pretty vacant over there. But uh, again, I'm sure they're, hey, at least they built it. We're thankful for the property tax. But uh, they kicked off the Measure C campaign. We don't know what the actual measure is going to be on the June 2024 ballot, which is coming up, my friends. If you look at the old calendar on the wall here, April 15th today, normally would be tax day, but uh, because we're in a state of emergency, Everything's urgent, emergency, it's all going on. You have until October 16th uh, to fill out your taxes. But uh, June uh, is going to be coming up uh, real soon, almost uh, less than, a, well, no, a little more than a year. Let's see, April, May, May, June. About a year away, a uh, year and less than two months, I can tell you that, because June, it's, uh, what, first Tuesday in June. When you say, Casey, Election Day is in March, uh, you know, you're right. It is in March because it's a presidential year. It's not in June. It's going to be in March. So uh, we're, we're, uh, we're actually less than two years, aren't we? Boy, let's probably should just redo this whole segment. But we don't have time. Anyway, the point being is it's coming up soon. They need to get 4,000 signatures in six months. And we'll be bringing you more information on when, uh, when that is going to happen. Uh, we talked about Easter. I had such a nice time out in the out in the country. It was just uh, just a wonderful, wonderful time. I didn't bring my basket, or I would have competed with those little kids 
for some Easter. No, I wouldn't have. Hey, let's talk about the Atwater City Council meeting that happened uh, this past Monday, the 10th of April. Everybody was there, but Danny Ambrose probably had a union meeting, something to go to. I don't know. Maybe they're picket line somewhere. He wasn't there, but everybody else was. Uh, the splash pad, the B-52 splash pad, that was the big splash pad that Atwater put in a few uh, years ago now, what, two, three years ago? I think it was a couple hundred, five hundred thousand. It was a lot of money, uh, but uh, beautiful amenity over there to Veterans Park off of Bellevue Road. It is now open 10 to 6 p.m., 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. for the homeless that need a shot. No, for the uh, families that want to take their children over there and, uh, you know, get them wet, kind of run them through. It's almost like a car wash. You know, you put a little soap on them at the front. They come out there. They're squeaky clean. No, I'm, uh, I'm teasing. <laughs> Can you? They do? Oh, anyway, it's open just like Kitty Land. We have Kitty Land. No splash pad over here. I think we do have a splash pad somewhere. Don't we have one? Or maybe they're going to build it. I don't know. I think they were going to do one at Stephen Leonard someday. Anyway, let's get back to the Atwater City Council meeting. Uh, always a lot of fun over there. Mike Nelson, of course, the new mayor, uh, heading it up, trying to, uh, you know, keep the peace. Not always successful, but uh, for the most part, you know, doing a good job. Uh, they had some uh, consent calendar, you know, rubber stamp. I like how when they go through the consent calendar, that's what it should be, consent. You know, these aren't uh, report items. These aren't uh, public hearings. These are, uh, you know, not informational, like Darren McDaniel gets up there and, you know, goes on and on. No, these are, it's consent. It's a rubber stamp. And uh, that's what it was. Nobody pulled any items. There was no public comment. It was really nice. So then they started about uh, changing some uh, vehicle code, uh, not changing the vehicle code, they can't do that state, but changing the municipal code to allow uh, vehicle code enforcement in some private areas, uh, private parking lots, uh, private developments. And that's really uh, so they can enforce the vehicle code uh, on some of these street racers. They call them side shows, little side show, uh, a really big shoe. Who was that that used to do that? Uh, Henny Youngman? No, the other guy. Uh, not Milton Burrow. What is the one? Anyway, uh, they, they uh, have problems with these racers at night. They take over these parking lots of shopping centers, uh, big areas, and uh, start doing their drifting and all kinds of uh, activity that uh, you know just leads to no good at that time of night. And so they have their hands tied because they're private property going in some of these areas and enforcing the law. And so they're going to tighten that up in the city of Atwater. We have the same problem over here on Campus Parkway. And I believe there was an article in the paper not that long ago where there was some, uh, as we used to call it in the business, selective enforcement. It's when you get all the boys together, you go out and you, uh, you know, make, make like, like hell for some people. Because you're tired of the antics they're doing out there on Campus Parkway, the street racing every night. You ought to hear it. It's, it's like uh, it's like living next to Pomona. You know, I'm waiting for the, you know, they got the, the lights, you know, the red, green. And just, and take off. All they need is concessions. I don't know. Maybe they have some trucks to park out there when this goes on. But Campus Parkway is really getting out of hand. And they did some selective enforcement out there not too long ago. Towed some, uh, some hoopties and uh, got some people's attention. And that's about the only way you can do it. You start taking people's rides and suddenly it's uh, serious. Then the next item, uh, so Atwater, again, struggling just like Merced is and uh, taking action. The other thing that Atwater is struggling in, just like Merced, is fireworks. And the illegal fireworks are really, uh, really bad. They have been for several years. There was a gentleman from TNT that came up later in the evening. He is uh, one of the family members, I guess. His dad was uh, into TNT or started it, and uh, he uh, also... 
has continued that family tradition. It's the only job he's had. He said he's never seen a worse year than 2020. Now, that was a couple of years ago. And he's been in the business 40 years. He goes, I've ne- I never saw it so bad with the illegal fireworks. Of course, TNT, uh, the uh, safe and sane folks. I think there's a couple of other ones. I uh, can't remember. not trying to pick on any others. They just don't come to mind right now. But they, uh, they what's that? Phantom. Phantom, I think, is one of them that, uh, that comes to mind. And these, these nonprofits uh, use these fireworks stands. They're, it's their once-a-year opportunity to really make some good money. Uh, I can tell you that having uh, been involved in a, uh, a uh, beverage booth at the fair uh, for an organization I belong to, there's opportunities there for nonprofits uh, to go in and, and really uh, clean up in a short period of time. And fireworks has been one of them for years and years. It used to be that private individuals could own these or run these fireworks booths. And I understand there's still one in the county. Uh, the family hasn't given up the permit. They keep it going every year. I guess it's put the guy's kids through college, all kinds of things. So these nonprofits uh, have figured it out, and they go out. And I think now the new uh, permits, the new uh, okie-dokies to go out and do this during Fourth of July is only given to nonprofits now, 5013Cs. And you have to have your insurance and all that sort of stuff. And it's not cheap. you know. I mean, believe me, TNT, they make a little money, too. It's not a, uh, you know, it's not just uh, it all goes to, uh, you know, the high school marching band or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever organization is doing this. So TNT uh, has a vested interest, as the nonprofits do, to see the enforcement uh, of illegal fireworks coming into the area because it's a big deal. Uh, It's big money. And uh, how do they how do they uh, do it? And this is something we're said has struggled with. The fire department has struggled with the police department. Uh, Cal Fire, the sheriff, everybody has struggled with this because there needs to be a coordinated effort. There's a criminal aspect of this, uh, you know, lighting fireworks, and there's an administrative aspect of this. And what Atwater is doing is going into what they call uh, the social host uh, liability ordinance. And basically, uh, I saw this down in San Diego. We had a lot of problems with underage drinking just drinking in general i could be overage it didn't really matter or of, of age uh, but uh, folks would rent houses out to uh, uc kids uh, university of california san diego ucsd uh, the different groups you know san diego state uh, they you know the, the frat houses were one thing but some of these uh, houses these rental houses would really become problems and there was nothing you could do there was no owner to cite per se uh, there was nobody responsible they were renters they could you know, they tore the ticket up in front of you. Well, they, they started going after the property owner and the social host, if you will. So if you are uh, got a big problem, a party house on your street, uh, you know, maybe the renter that's causing the problem, but they're going to go after the owner. And the idea is the owner is going to be the one that's financially responsible and they're going to get their renter in line, i.e. kick that renter out or only rent to people that are responsible or rent to people that... Uh, you know, they know going in that if there's any problems, they're going to be on the hook for it. So they're going after uh, try to skin the cat in a different way through uh, administrative fines, uh, abatement actions, that sort of thing. Because right now you have to see him light the firework, you know, light the fuse. You got to, you know, ID the guy in a dark, uh, you know, dark backyard next to, you know, a bunch of other people. You know, see it go up in the air, explode, then go in and, you know, give the guy a, a ticket with this uh, with this uh, social host 
liability. You basically identify the address. Hey, it came out of uh, the backyard over there, and uh, the guy gets a ticket in the mail. The first citation, $1,000, which I believe that's what Merced is. Uh, the mayor, uh, Nelson, uh, Mike Nelson, was indicating that he's seen some areas it's only $100. Uh, Jim Price, the former mayor of Atwater, got up and he said, uh, you know, you really want to you want to put some teeth into this thing. Make it $10,000, and uh, that'll really get some attention. He said, you know, you make it $1,000, they will just take up a, you know, a collection around the uh, the keg in the backyard. But I don't know, $10,000, that seems seems pretty high. You know, I don't know. Uh, it, it, uh, he said you want to get attention. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I guess that, w- that would get your attention. You know, you certainly wouldn't want to do something like that. Turlock, I guess, is only a $100 fine. But... Uh, some of the concern from some of the public speakers when they were talking about this issue was being enforceable, whether or not there was the will to really go out and enforce this in light of some of the other uh, quality of life nuisance crimes that are going on in the city of Atwater that aren't able to be abated. Uh, why do they think that we're going to be able to abate illegal fireworks? And I think what this does is put another uh, arrow in the quiver of the uh, of the uh, of the folks that are responsible for enforcing this and that is the police and fire department uh chief salvador the savior uh police chief of atwater came by way of uh, madera via colinga via well he's here in atwater and he uh, stood up with the cal fire chief and so it was good to see them uh, together because i've related the story many times cal fire uh, you know sitting in lawn chairs watching the illegal fireworks at the mckee station and when i stopped to ask them why they weren't doing enforcement hey we're Cal Fire, you know, and so there's this, this, uh, you know, it's not us, it's them. And, you know, fire department doesn't feel safe, you know, going into a backyard with a, you know, a keg of beer. I mean, a burning home that, you know, structurally going to collapse around you. That's one thing. But uh, anyway, I get it. You know, there's, there might be some dicey people in the backyard and uh, people you may know. I, anyway, it just, it's nice to see that finally people are getting a little serious in Atwater. And the TNT guy said as much. He said, it's good to see the police and fire working together. You also need the district attorney's help. And, of course, uh, Nicole Silvera, or, uh, the, new, uh, the new hope over there at uh, the DA's office at the corner of Main and M Street in the palatial third-story uh, offices, the cloistered offices. I know she's been going out with the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Vern Warnke, our sheriff, your sheriff. He's my sheriff. Vern Warnke, I've been going out lately talking to farmers, Civic groups, that sort of thing about, you know, the heavy hand of uh, enforcement. You know, it's a, it's a new, there's a new, there's a new DA in town. And we're going to do things a little differently. So it'll be nice to see, uh, first, some citations being written. Because that's been the kind of joke every year. I mean, and we said, you know, a handful. Well, we wrote five. Five, you know, special 911 dispatch centers. You got people on alert. You've got, you know, the... You know, they've, they've bought the extra this. They've got the, you know, the, and and, and then five, and five citations. You can write that on a normal, a normal night. So they're going after this instead of having to see the person, you know, light it off. We're going to go after, after the, uh, after the house. And uh, people know it's illegal. People know it's illegal to light this stuff off. They're not stupid. And uh, they said, well, how long do you think it's going to take to get this, you know, off the ground? And they said, well, probably two to three years because it's going to, you know, uh, and, you know, it's going to take people, you know, and you got to get them educated. You got to get them tuned up. Have to be some fines issued. Then the word gets around, man, you don't want to do that. You know, the police department will come around, get you, give you a ticket. And then, uh, then what are you going to do? But uh, it does take a lot of money away from the city of Atwater, the nonprofits. And uh, really, it's the fireworks not to blame. It's, it's the, uh, 
It's the people that are bringing that stuff into the area. So I, what, what he really wanted to do was uh, play the end of uh, the vote here. It was uh, not a unanimous vote to enact this new ordinance. And Mayor Nelson had some uh, comments with Councilmember Button. And I just wanted to play that a little bit because it just shows that there's still just a teeny bit of friction in the air over there at the city of Atwater. Let me see if I can get down to this and uh, put that in. I was looking for the uh, splash pad. Here we go. And we're not just talking about the day of. We're talking about the weeks leading up to and the weeks after as well. Whether we should be uh, going after bad actors, I think we should. That we, you know, I've, I've said this numerous times. I believe in the carrot approach. But some people don't understand carrots. They need the stick. And I think $1,000 is a pretty hefty fine myself. I was looking at Turlock's ordinance. There starts at $100. Now that $100 these days is, isn't very much. So I would hope that the council would support the uh, police and fire department. I have to take a break here. I think $100 is a lot of money these days. At least it is to me, uh, Mayor. Department and their efforts here to keep us safe. Do we have a motion to that effect? I'll make a motion to approve. I guess I'll second it. Motion by Kale, second by Mayor Nelson. Kale? Yes. Raymond? It's a tough one. It's not tough. Yes. Button? <coughs> no. Nelson? Yes. Motion passes. And I just want to say, I'm going to say this, Tyler. If, if you're going to vote no, could you please explain why, so people know why you're voting against it? Excuse me? Is that? Oh, it's his choice. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it would be nice to know why people vote no against things. I mean, the public deserves to know why. And the public should come up later and ask him. Whatever. It's my opinion. I didn't hit my uh, light, Mayor, so you can proceed. Little love in the air over there at the Atwater City Council. You know, sometimes I think the Merced City Council is dysfunctional, and they are. But, uh, you know, it's nice to see that Atwater has their little, their little family, their little family spats, too. And, uh, you know, Raymond, he wasn't completely sold on this thing either. But uh, that's the, uh, it did pass with a uh, three to one. And uh, Councilman Button, he doesn't have to explain himself. I thought the thing to do next time you vote yes, say the reason I voted yes is, which, I don't know, I guess you can't be a, a wiseacre. Probably not good to do. Hey, let me go ahead and play the, uh, little love is in the air over, over those comments. Let me go ahead and play the closing comments from a couple of members of the public about some issues going on in the city of Atwater that have been festering for a while. That's how we're going to close out this bonus half hour of Citizen Lunch. Well, as a continuation to last week, without the uh, official timekeeper and Mr. Button, I appreciate we, we could meet again. The civil suit, again, with um, landlord-tenant uh, disagreement that uh, wound up in a suit 
which $100,000 of settlement money was paid out by the citizens of Atwater is outrageous. Um, the tenant-landlord dispute uh, is a civil matter. It was brought before the council July 11th of last year, and the agreement apparently was consummated in October of last year. The whole issue of this matter of a civil suit between tenant and landlord has no business being paid for by the citizens of this city. $100,000 out of the pockets of the citizens of this city for something that is not their fault is outrageous. It is my opinion that on behalf of all the citizens that work and pay the taxes of this city, that Lori Waterman and her six-figure salary should pay back the six figures that went into this lawsuit. To do anything else would be would be a sham. Secondly, the Sam Joseph case. There's been over $1 million in this uh, suit, or in this case, and without any re uh, resolution. Uh, there was supposed to be an arbitration in April. That arbitration is now pushed back to August, and why? I've also found out over the last couple of weeks that EDK and Jackson Lewis, who are the attorneys of record for this uh, particular uh, case, um, the BBK folks, are in fact the same law firm that our very own city manager, city attorney, belongs to. So what we are, what we have now, is a city attorney and his firm and another attorney that is uh, doing the case. It sounds to me, and it on, on the surface looks like it's a double dip. And for this to get pushed back to August, I don't understand. Atwater uh, needs to do better. This case has gone on for five years now. It's time to settle this case and stop pushing the money out the door. John, this is not Atwater taking a stand. This is Atwater throwing money down a hole. It needs to be resolved. This is not positive progress. This is a sham. Sam Joseph's case needs to be resolved. It needs to be resolved now, and it needs to be put to rest and the citizens need to stop paying for the inaccuracies and the ineptness of this council. Thank you. Anybody else? Mr. Mayor, I, I'd like to take a quick uh, minute to recognize our dispatchers. Well, can we do that at the end? Oh, oh that's fine. Okay, yeah, thank you. Let's wait till this is part of Yes, sir. Kristan Santos, I'm actually a field representative with the office of Congressman John Duarte. I had the pleasure of uh, seeing yourself, Mayor, and thank you, Mayor and City Council, for the opportunity to speak today. I've also had some time to speak with uh, City Manager Lori Waterman, and our office looks forward to hearing your delegation and all the uh, projects uh, that we could provide assistance on. Uh, as, as you know, Congressman Duarte sits on very relevant committees for the Central Valley. We're on transportation infrastructure, we're on the Agriculture Committee, we're on the Natural Resources Committee, as well as very important subcommittees such as highways and transit, railroads and hazardous materials, and water resources, which oversees bodies such as the Army Corps of Engineers, and we had our issues with flooding here in Merced County. Our office is just up 99, just came straight from there, uh, 90 South First Street in downtown Turlock. And as a new field representative down here in Merced County, I look forward to working with you all very closely and the rest of the staff here at the City of Atwater. So thank you for your time. Great, thank you. And I have a statement to read here, not in response to anything that was said here tonight, but uh, it, was, it was planned anyway. Uh, it has come to my attention that uh, some of some people in the public wrongly think that the city requested that the Sam Joseph arbitration be postponed. Uh, 
This is not true. Uh, it was actually Mr. Joseph who just hired a new attorney and that new attorney is the one that needed and who requested the arbitration be postponed so he could get up to speed on the case. There has been no postponement of the arbitration on the city's behalf, but for Mr. Joseph's new attorney's request for it. Well, that's that. Well, we're out of time for this segment of Citizen Watch. Appreciate everybody that's been able to listen to the bonus half hour. We'll be back next week with some new content. See what's happening in the city, the county. Mercy. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you later.